today on the breakdown, it's long past due, quite frankly. We've we put it off and we put it off and we put it off again. It's like back in the day when Netflix would send you actual DVDs in the mail and you'd get one that was like, you know, an Oscar Best Picture nominee. And you're like, I mean, I should watch that. But you just leave it and you leave it and you leave it some more because you think I'm not going to like it. I just should watch it. And it takes you months. It takes you months. And then you watch it, and you're like, that was really good, and I, I cherish my experience. That's sort of like what happened here, because we've been sitting on this hand, this hand, which literally is worth $4 million. That's right, $4 million smackers. <laughs> because we're doing the final hand of the 2022 World Series of Poker main event from Las Vegas, Nevada. And Espen Jorstad and Adrian Attenborough have been battling for days upon days, and it all finally comes down to this one hand. And, I mean, you may not even remember it at this point. I didn't really remember it until looking back, and I knew, I mean, I know who won, and so I knew, there was, I knew there was kind of a hero call. There is kind of a hero call. We must discuss, and we will right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Spoilers. Last hand. Wow. What the hell? I thought we could trust you as the people who are trying to like live a, a surprised life. They don't have they don't know who wins. Do they? If they don't know this is the last hand, how do they know who wins? Because we're gonna say what the stacks are. Well now you made it now you just drew a line, didn't you? Right to it. So you think they're dumb enough that they wouldn't the listeners, they're dumb. Yep. So I think, think I think that that slice of listener who doesn't know who won and wouldn't know this was the last hand was dumb enough. And ah. yes, they would not have put that together or they would have forgotten that I said that opening, but you've shown such a bright light upon it now that it is but impossible to forget. I thought I was the one who hated the listeners. Now you're the one who hates I the I don't hate the listeners. What do you mean? How do I hate the listeners? You're, I said a, you're a, shitting all over them. A thin slice of the listeners I, I have great enmity towards, but the rest of them are pretty all right. You know, I'm not, I don't have a big problem with the rest of them. Well, the rest yeah, of them, I don't, you I, just don't like the Italians or the Australians or who else have you had problems with? I, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of countries. It's hard to really remember. Canadians, I think you've had some Probably, issues with. Probably, yeah, yeah. I think people from Minnesota we had. In, a, oh, I'm, I'm currently in a dispute with, as I said on Discord, the yeah. only two people from Minnesota who know how to use the internet. <laughs> that is a really good line. Yeah, you haven't been you haven't been following this no, dispute. No, I really haven't. <laughs> let me let me let me I'll do a little recap for you. This is the type of shit that happens on our Discord. If you haven't joined, there's a link in the description. It's fun. Um, I don't even remember what one of us said on a previous I mean, podcast. It had to do with Minnesota, I guess. Probably you said something um, dumb, but I'm but Chris saying. Jones had to bring it up and and brought in Wesley Cannon, who's one of our solvers, because mm. Wesley is also from Minnesota. So those are the two guys. Um, Minnesota shots fired is what Chris Jones said. <laughs> Wesley said he's, uh, it wasn't as bad as I expected, but I still think they deserve a timeout, maybe not a full cancellation. And then there's some back and forth between them, and I said, just my luck, the only two guys who know how to use the Internet are, from Minnesota who know how to use the Internet are coming after me. Mm. Um, Wesley said something very benign that he didn't deserve me to come after him, yeah. but I did anyway. So I said, you cannot silence me, you lake-counting bastards. Nice. Yeah. Which then Chris Jones gave some facts about how many lakes there actually were in Minnesota and how there's more than 10,000. Right. And I said, I figured that was just as high as you folks could count. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, Jeez. Yeah. That is harsher than I think I've ever said about any group. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like Minnesota people are so nice that I can go after them and they're not going to do anything. The specificity <laughs> is what really makes it work, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not just saying they're dumb. You know, getting all of it. It's in about there. counting. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, the, the number thing. They can't count past 10,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I like that. Yeah. Big fan. Thanks. Big fan. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Minnesota is now a, uh, a group of Another. people who don't like us and we don't like them. <laughs> that's just. Apparently. All right, yep. good. Isn't that where all the rec poker guys are from, or at least a lot of them oh, are from? I think there? so, yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, Chris the, Jones. Yeah, that's Chris yeah. Jones. Yeah. But I, th- I think so. Um, that's cool, though. You know what? Because, like, Honestly, the rest of the world wasn't doing a great job having a feud with us anyway. Like, we shit on Australia, and they just take it. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like Adrian Attenborough. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he shits on Australia, too, though. He hasn't lived in Australia for years. Yeah, he's shitting all over it. Yeah, he lives in Las Vegas, and he has said on numerous interviews, Australia is the toilet of the world. <laughs> <laughs> of course he has. All right, yeah. maybe he no. did. I may have made that last bit no. It's unclear. No. It's unclear if that's true or not. Yeah. I mean, anyway, you know, it's like, yeah. so Minnesota people who are capable of downloading podcasts, just hear me out. Uh, like people that know me in real life, I don't give shit to people that I, I don't like. I only give oh shit to people God. that I like. You are so the worst. This means that you're... you're you, I, you, you, I hate you. I hate you, and I'm talking to Grant. Not, not Grant has. This is classic Grant, though. I have to make sure you know I don't hate you. I must clean this up. I, I mean, come on. I, I, maybe you could also tell everyone how you really like Matt Berkey again this for the is 30th an instinct, fucking time. This is an instinct born of, of <laughs> the reactions people have had to me for my entire life, Yeah, where I have a pretty dry sarcasm, which you are accustomed to, so you know when it's happening. But I think the listeners are probably pretty accustomed yeah, to it also. that's true. But you That's still tr- feel the need what I'm, to what I'm saying is it up. What, I, what I'm trying... What, what happened when you What were I'm child? trying to tell you is this is born of instinct, not necessarily logic, that, yeah. I, that I make these apologies because I don't want people to think that I'm actually angry at them. Although Minnesota is on the edge. I'll tell you that much. I mean, but no, everyone knows not to take you seriously. That's the problem. You're, you're a joke. You're saying it's like... <laughs> Obi-Wan, the series where you know that nothing bad can happen. It's basically that. Like, yeah. we've gone out of our way to make sure you know nothing. This guy's going to make it. And so is Darth, by the way. They're both going to be fine. Yeah. What are you doing? You got to ride that rail as hard as you can, Grant. You got to grind it. You never tell him. You never tell him you don't mean it. It does sound like you, this is like a playbook on how to get canceled. <laughs> like, it does. Yeah. It does, actually. Um, but, I mean, look at me. <laughs> I'm still around. I'm still here, man. Yeah, but you're always obviously joking. But I don't. You're, you're whole. I, you're you're just a you're just a clown. But the thing is this: I don't have to say, "Hey, everyone." In case you were offended by the last ten seconds, I was joking. I don't have to do that, right? You are also obviously joking when you're going after Minnesota. It's okay. I don't know Minnesota. You know what? I think you need to be held by who? I don't know. Not me. Obviously, um, by some by some figure. It's a weird place to go with it. I think you need to be loved a little bit more than you have been. This is maybe this is about um, I, maybe this is about your family. Your family didn't love you enough, and it yeah. all shows up right now. So you this is so you think I didn't go hard enough in Minnesota. So you have to like <laughs> make it as as weird as possible. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what happens. You're like, what is the thing I can do that's like the closest to the line? That's that's now where your brain is gone, as Jonathan. This Lovett. is the closest. To the, come on, no, this no, you're you're just starting to expand yeah, the yeah, balloon. Yeah. There's there is a line I'm far sh- from here. I know you're gonna go for it. No, I I'm not. No, I'm not. 
Why not? Why? Because I don't, I don't have enough energy today. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have enough energy to go for it? Okay. Yeah, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of effort to extend my, expend myself to get all the way to the line and then cross it just a little bit. I mean, we all know I can do it. I've done it. All right, it's Adrian Attenborough is from Australia. Go. What do you mean? Cross the line. I've, I've, I already said that Australian. I just call, I called Australian Australia the toilet of the. Of no, the you world. said Adrian Attenborough called him that. Called oh yeah, that. that's right. I did say that. See that I cleaned up because I didn't want it to be misattributed to him. Like that's that's the kind of thing I'll clean up, but I won't clean up my own stuff. All right, Espen, your is from Norway. Go. Yeah, Norway is a fucking shit show. Of, <laughs> you got of them. Dumbness. They say <laughs> I the did fjord, it. They say the fjords are great. Yeah, they can't even fucking spell fjord. It's just, it's just F-J-O-R-D, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they can't spell it. They can't spell it. They're like, is it with an I? They're, I'm confused. They're too busy engaged in enjoying the, the incredible natural beauty of their environment. Yeah. What assholes. There you go again. Yeah. There you go again. What? And now I can't love say, me. My name is Grant. Just what? love me. Now I can't say anything nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good person. Just know I'm a good person and I don't hate you. I feel like this isn't a good look for you. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. I, I embrace it. I embrace the bad looks, you know. You, you that's, sh- that's what makes me lovable. Okay. That's See, that's the thing you don't understand. Right. Oh, God, I'm right back into it. I can't stop myself. You can't. I just, uh, you know, you're a punching bag that just keeps on asking for it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Can you imagine this being your first podcast you ever listened to of the poker guys? And you're like, Huh. You know, what's happening here? There's a lot of openings that you could say that and yeah. for different reasons. But this is a special kind of like one. Of you being mean to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really going hard. Yeah, yeah. You know? So um, I invite all the new listeners to, you know, do, do what you will. Leave, stay, it's fine. But we will get to poker analysis at some point and you will be probably entertained and enjoy it. Although, you know, I don't, I'm not inside your head. It might be terrible. We might do an awful I job. Mean, we're going to do a good job. Give me a break. This time? Always. Always. Pretty much. Pretty much always. I wonder what the worst job we've ever done is. We've done a lot of mm. podcasts. There's, there is one oh, worst there's probably, job. Oh, there's probably several. Oh, yeah, there's one. I'm sure there are multiple ones if we went back, especially in the first few years, we'd be like, geez, that was Maybe. awful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it is in, in showbiz. I wonder what the most cancelable thing said on the podcast has been oh. because the goalposts have moved. We've been doing this long enough that the goalposts yes, have moved. Big time. Certainly you said something in the early years that would be completely unacceptable now. Gotta has, be. has to have happened. Gotta be. I mean, I, I can think of things I said that I would say are not cancelable, but are at least slightly regrettable. You yeah. know, and I like I'm like, yeah, don't do that anymore. Right. Don't say things like that. Where even back at the time I was like, this is sort of on the line, but I think I get away with it. And it's like, not anymore though. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you watch you watch old sitcoms, and it's like we were we were playing poker last night, me and Grant and a bunch of people we know, and um, someone who is of my age as well. She said to me, uh, "They let hey, we should they let more than one ninety year old yes in a yes." Poker there's club. the joke, and uh, she said we should watch Better Off Dead, which is like a nineteen eighties comedy that was like a, a cult hit back in the day, right? And we were like doing quotes from it. She's like, "We should we should actually watch that again. We should get everyone together and watch it." And I said. But do you think it'll have lots of things that will be very upsetting? <laughs> like, lots of things. Like, it's probably going to have a lot of homophobic. Ho- homophobic. homophobic? <laughs> God damn it. I was is, that like, is that like it sounds very similar <laughs> to homosexuality? <laughs> 
No. It's probably going to have a lot of homophobic humor, though, and probably a lot of other things that just, like, just aren't cool anymore. Like, that, that comes up a lot in old yeah. stuff. So I was like, I don't think we're going to like it as much as we... Like, it's fun to quote it, but I don't think it's going to be good to watch. All right, let's pivot. Okay, great. Not really pivoting, but oh. it's, it's more... It's becomes more of a theoretical discussion because we've never actually addressed the whole idea of cancel culture on this show despite being a public show, which is interesting, right? Like, it's, it's an overstated idea, cancel culture, I think, but it also is something that exists in the world where there is... A, a set of things that you're allowed to say in any current moment in society, right? Like you're saying an 80s movie is probably right. going to have some stuff that today would be like, wow, I can't believe they got... Even like 90s sitcoms like Friends, for example, had a lot of homophobic stuff for in sure. it. For sure. Right? Like, uh, so, so for the foreseeable past of media, the goalposts have always been moving more and more towards it's easier to say something that is offensive. Like more things are getting thrown away from being able to be said, right? Without it, with it being a, without it being a problem. Like I didn't even follow that okay. sense. What do you, what do you mean? In 1955, you could yeah. say more stuff than you could say in 1965, where ah, you could say more stuff than okay. you could say in 1975, etc. I see what you mean. Um, it all depends, I think, on where you're coming from. A lot of people in 1955 would argue that the stuff that was happening in 1965 was worse. Because now they're showing more black people on TV. Okay, it, right. You know what I mean. So it all depends on where you start. Where all you, right. Let's where start you with with. Okay. Let's let's keep it with like uh, how 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 it's thought of in today's terms. Okay. Where like you know we we don't want to hear homophobic things anymore, etc. Whereas like in the eighties it was like funny, you know. Right. Um, As a general. So it's been moving thing, yeah. like that direction for mm-hmm. the last at least forty years. No right? question. So more and more things that are offensive to a certain group of people are unallowed to be said. And in 10 years, it seems likely that there will be fewer things that we could say that we could say today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Do you think it will ever start moving back the other way? Is, y- yes. Okay, why? I absolutely do. Um, well, th- there's going to be places where people will fight for um, phrasings, words, whatever, um, lines... But they're not really fighting for themselves. They're fighting for other groups because they're offended for those groups, which is something actually we see even happening sure. now. And so sometimes that stuff is fine, and sometimes that stuff gets... I feel like like we see that this is a little bit different. But so living in Portland, for the, I've been here for 12 years. You've been here longer. I've been here... I've watched a big evolution. Even now, Portland is very liberal Yeah, um, when I arrived. But, like, I watched the notion of cultural appropriation in Portland and sort of, like, the um, hardcore social justice warrior reaction to cultural appropriation go so far over the line that it was, like, you aren't... Literally, this this was a point of discussion. I'm sure you remember this in Portland. Um, like, you can't cook certain types of foods that are, like, international because yeah. you're not from there. Like, you right. can't make a taco because you're not Mexican, which to me is absolutely batshit crazy. Of course. So, like, there was a point where, like, certain places, certain restaurants were, like, shutting down because they could get people to go there anymore because they weren't of the right persuasion. Um, persuasion. You know what I mean? They're, they're the right ethnic, yeah. et- ethnicity. Um, and there was, like, a year and a half where that was, like, actually kind of a thing in Portland. But yeah. then that all died down and sort of, like, swung back because it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Um, 
So I believe that will happen similarly in, a, in like the we'll media see sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think so. You'll that. be able to shit on Australia for years to come. I hope so. God, yeah. I hope so. And if not. I'll, I'll have to stop, and then I'll be able to do it again because right. it'll boomerang right back. Because eventually, I'm like, I mean, Australia though. But there'll be one of those times where you're like close enough to death where you'll be wondering, am I gonna mm. live long enough to be able to do it again, or yeah. is, is it gonna be too late? You know? why, why, why live long enough to be the hero once again, or yeah. will I die the villain? Right. Exactly. See what I did there? I did yeah. that. Yeah, you reversed it. You're doing a thing, but it makes sense. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. This has been a, uh, another fascinating, in-depth talk about life with Grant and Jonathan. You're that's welcome. The next podcast, a fascinating, in-depth talk about life. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a, a pretty, good title. It's a pretty great title, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about stuff like life. I don't know. Other music, stuff. I guess. We're not going to talk about big, music. Big talk about music. We're not going to be music people. Anyway. So, should we, should we talk about the hand? Is it time? I feel I like guess. it's time. I think it's time. Yeah. Um, we may not have found all the suggestors because this was, you know, this happened in July. Uh, but the suggestors that we did find recently, Sci Fighter came back and was like, "Hey, yes. you guys never did this hand. That's why we're doing it." So it's thanks true. to Sci Fighter, it's all about Sci Fighter. It's all about him. And uh, Mike F, mm. Casper, and Chris Jones. I mean, these are serious players. It's a murderer's row of suggestors. Yeah. Like, if you ever see this lineup at a suggester table, you, you might want to just find another table. I would say right now in this murderer's row, Casper's batting third, which Casper, that's the best. That's like the best hitter goes yeah. there. Casper's batting third. Chris Jones is probably batting cleanup. Sure. I'm going to put Mike F. in the leadoff spot, which is pretty great, and Sci Fighter right there in the number two, which is good, but, you know, not as good as the other three <laughs> spots. Sci Fighter's been pretty strong recently. Yeah. Though. Sure, but yeah. you know this is as we said a murderer's row. It is a murderer's I'm row. Sorry, you, you're amongst greats, the greats, except for Chris Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, is that a Minnesota thing or just? Uh, it's more of a Chris oh, Jones oh, it's thing because you have your own personal thing with Chris Jones, right? Yeah, right. Where you guys just really, really hate each other. I never would fucking say, and I want to make sure everyone knows that I really like Chris Jones, and I'm joking, because I don't, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to do it. It's just how you have to live, I guess, if you're yeah. Jonathan, Yeah, because you have nothing else. It's full-on commitment to the, to the bit, whatever the bit is, in yeah. my life, whatever my life you're is. You're like the Christian Bale of hating Chris Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Oh. All right. Espen Jorstad. Oh, man. Espen Adrian Jorstad. Attenborough. So do you think he's... Uh, He's the second most famous Attenborough now? A third? After yeah, the- I was going to say, it's, it's certainly not the second, yeah. Um, there's probably a lot of Attenboroughs. There's, he's probably not yeah. the third most famous Attenborough. I'm, of course, referring to David Attenborough and whatever his brother's, his brother's name, name is. His brother's name, Jimmy. Who's in Jurassic Jimmy, Park. Jimmy Jill. Jimmy Jill Attenborough. Bill, Bill Attenborough. No yeah. one knows. No one cares. Um, that's the second most famous Attenborough yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's not even British. He's Australian. Yep. So that's kind of messed up. Super messed up. Yeah, as far as the Attenborough name is your, concerned. Your dad from Norway, but lives in London. So he's so not he's British like, either. He's, but he's faking it. He's, he's trying to pass. Well, he seems very Scandinavian, so he he's not does. doing a great job. He does. But maybe that's only because you know he's Scandinavian, so you look And his him, name is Espen Jorstad. <laughs> it's true. His middle name is also a, a mouthful. Does it have a few J's in it? Well, stuff? no, it's Unlin. Oh. Unlin. Espen Unlin Jorstad. That's strong. Yeah. Scandinavian names and British names are very different from each other. Mm. And this has been Etymology with Grant and Jonathan. Yep. That's uh, another, 
another yeah. podcast. We, we have like 75 podcasts. You just listen to the poker one. That's okay. Yeah. No one's judging you, yeah. except Grant and me. It's kind of like, you know how you, you maybe you buy like Amazon Basics batteries. Right. They make a lot of other products, too. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's right. a really good Same really thing good with analogy. This is just like, we're like a generic brand of podcast. We're like, okay, we'll do the poker podcast. We've got our cooking podcast. You know, I would say this. The first person, this is um, from this, from the, when this podcast gets released, who tweets not just at this podcast, but also at our cooking podcast Twitter. So that means they have to listen to the podcast to find out what that one is. I'm not going to reveal it here. Um, and it's not easy to find online. You have to actually really listen to the show. But if you tweet at both of those, yeah. the first person, let's do something real. $1,000. Okay. $1,000. Yeah. If you tweet at our cooking podcast and our poker podcast at the same time. We're going we're gonna to give the first person to do that and the fifth person. Okay. That's weird. Well, you're getting a little generous. That's okay. Well, $1,000 each. I'll do, a th- I'll do the first 1000 You do the second 1000 You do the 1000 for the fifth person. I'll do 1000 for the first person. Okay? Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. That's locked in. That's verbal as binding. So yeah. this is happening. And by the way, the most recent episode of the cooking podcast is How to Make Kale Not Suck. That's a good yeah. episode. But the first 20 minutes where we're just... Talking about riffing. poker. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We really, really delve deep into some hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, that's some serious poker analysis at the beginning of this cooking podcast. And we're like, anyway, I guess we should get to the kale. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Okay. Let's finally do it. Okay. Two million and four million are the blinds. We are, as Whew. Jonathan, for the first time in memorable history, wrote down the notes for the hand. I know. So he had a little, little flair to it for us. Heads up for the belt is what it says. So I'm going to read that out loud. Cool. Um, they're playing for $4 million. They're so, literally playing for... There's two left. They've already won $6 million. First place is $10 million. I mean, so it, we've, we've railed on this before, but tournaments are so stupid. Yep. Like you bought it for $10,000 and now you're playing for $4 million, heads up it's in an extremely dumb. high variance situation. And you can't make a deal because it's the World Series. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Unbelievably stupid. I but mean, let's not. You're not unhappy about it because you've locked up $6 million, Yeah. Right? So you're very happy to be in the spot that you're in. It's just a ridiculous stake to play for somebody who would never put $4 million in the line otherwise, right? Right. Um, right. Anyway, Espen Yorstad has $287 million in front of him. He has uh, the chip lead by a little bit. He has queen, deuce, off. Queen of diamonds, deuce of spades. So he has 72 blinds. Yeah. Okay. He's going to limp the button. Uh, I didn't actually watch all of this heads up, did you? Um, I watched the, you know, the, I, think it's, I think it was edited a bit okay. the, for the tank. So you don't know if there was a button strategy overall for Espen. Oh, I, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't. Maybe one of our listeners can tell us. Just don't accidentally tell the cooking podcast because that won't be relevant on that page. Unless we're talking about poker in the opening. Yeah, right. Of course. Like, which we do a lot. Of oh, of course. All the time. Um, Queen of Diamonds, Deuce of Spades. is going to limp. Okay. Seems like a hand you could really even fold if you wanted to, but it's a queen. Is... Yeah. I think having any Broadway card heads up is like a little too good to just yeah. fold, even though this is like the worst, basically as bad as it gets. Yeah. Still. Um, speaking of bad as it gets, Broadway cards, Attenborough in the big blind checks Jack four off. There you go. Which, you know, has new meaning in the poker world since, mm. since Attenborough did this. Right. Post Attenborough doing this. Although he probably feels like he put, you know, put this hand on the map. Well, they don't call it the Adrian Attenborough. No, they don't. They call it the Robbie J. Lou. If you call it the Adrian Attenborough, I think a lot of people are like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can you name who got second place in 2021? Can I name who got oh, first 2020. place? Who got first place? Give okay. me that. 
I don't know. I need a chance. Yeah, I mean, that was that just when they did online only. No, no, first yeah. place was uh, Corey Aldemir. Oh, it was. Um, I can picture Holmes. Oh yeah, Holmes was yeah. his last name. Business guy. Yeah, yeah, like fifty year old yeah. business guy. Real, clearly an amateur. Yeah. That. So yeah, we did it. Yeah. No problem. But who, we're the poker guys, and we barely knew it. So. Right. Who no got? One. Now I can't remember the guy from 2019's name. He's like the 50 year old guy who's kind of spewy. Uh, but he's like had a lot of EPT success. Oh, sure, sure. I can picture him as well. H? Does it start with an H? Mm, I don't know, man. I have no idea. Who e. I think it's an E. E, yeah. But whatever. I mean, are we really going to work this When hard? did John Hesp do his thing? Was was that that year? That, I think it? it was that year, yeah. Okay. Because that was the year when, he, when the guy who won made that, where he like bet called on the river the raise from Gary, the oh, guy yeah. who worked there, with the King Nine. Gary Gates. Just, yeah, Gary Gates. And he just had king, a pair of kings. Yeah. King nine in his hand, and he bet called the raise and was right. And it was yeah. like, man, how does he do that? I think we even did a breakdown on that hand. Yeah, we it was did. So surprising. Speaking of hands from the main event, let's get back to this one. Okay, right. great. So Edinburgh checks the jack four off in right. the big blind. Sounds good. And you know, these guys are both men, so they might want to know that support for this show, Uh-oh. the Breakdown Poker Podcast with the Poker Guys, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's the below-the-waist grooming. I said that well. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They made me say that. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. There's an exclamation point, so I yelled. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, and this is the important part, 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use the code POKERGUYS. Pretty good. POKERGUYS at manscaped.com. You get a lot of cool crap in the performance package, we've actually received performance packages ourselves from Manscaped. They I've used us. mine. I've used mine you, as well. They got the uh, the lawnmower 4.0. It's the fourth version of this. They have perfected it. It's at the least best one. To the point that you could perfect something four t- in the fourth iteration. The fifth one might be better, but this is all oh. you can get right now. It's the best on the market. Okay? So you got to get the, the performance package because then you can mow the lawn Jonathan, if you know what I mean. You know what's nice is it's like buying a Tesla or a Ferrari for your junk. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It's, <laughs> yeah, there's also you also get a uh, weed whacker, which is is for your nose and your ear hair. Yeah, and that's that's good to have, I suppose. Um, I am a big fan of the um, the ball stuff that they have, the ball lotions and stuff like that. It's surprisingly nice. All the nice. ball lotions and oils and <laughs> deodorants. It doesn't sound good when you say it, but it's actually quite nice. Yeah, you know, there's a reason that when you get Manscaped, you feel like, oh, man, I've been fucking up for a while yeah. until now. These are problems I didn't even know I had. Yeah. So 20% off when you use the code PokerGuys yeah. at manscaped.com. Makes a great Christmas gift. It really does. For well, the man or woman in your life. For I mean, for anybody, it, for you yourself. Know. How about for yourself? Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. But so, also for your dad, your brother, your son, your friend, your uncle, your nephew. I don't know. Yeah, whoever. It's up to you. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code PokerGuys at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com, and use code PokerGuys. Unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job. Nice with Manscaped. Nicer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We did it. Oh, hey, by the way, the lawnmower thing, this is important. It's uh, uh, waterproof. So right. that's, you can do it in the shower. That's good. That's good. Or you know? like when you're swimming, diving. when you're swimming in the public pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's another time you can do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. We got I mean, Queen Deuce off. Right. Limp to the button, Espen Jorstad, Jorstad, whatever we're calling Jorstad. it. Jorstad. Jorstad. 
Adrian Attenborough checks the Jack four off in the big blind. He's the effective comes. stack with 233 million. He's got over 50 bigs as the effective stack. Here comes the Kula. Four deuce deuce. Sort of a cool heads, heads up. up. $12 million GR chips in the pot. Four of hearts, deuce of hearts, deuce of clubs. Uh, there's check from Attenborough. Yep. You could definitely argue for a bet. What do you think? What do you prefer? Oh, for Attenborough? Yeah. Um, I think he should be looking to take an aggressive action on this board. I think a check raise is okay, too. Um, I mean, we could also check call, to be clear. Like, check calling is fine. Because we can be inducing bluffs and stuff like that. You just said you should definitely. I know, I know. I'm, I'm realizing as soon as I said it, I'm like, well, but actually, check calling is fine too. Obviously, he should do a mix. Yeah. Some check calling, some check raising, some leading. They're all pretty good here. I think they're all fine to do. Yeah. I, I, I would default towards a lead just because there's yeah. not that many good cards, right? Like almost no good. A four and a jack. That's it, right? Those Every are the only card. good cards. I I'm, guess a three is okay. It's not great though. But it's better than most of the other cards. I don't know if it is. A deuce is good. A deuce is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out it isn't, but a deuce is good. A three is pretty good. Come on. I think I prefer like a 10 to a three. Oh, because if we bet and get called, you're yeah. saying. Okay. But you're talking about, you're talking about you're betting to okay, not but give a free I think card a three is, I think a three is Okay. I if, guess. We're, if we're blind to everything, blind to all action right now, I think a three is a good card. If you just said, pick a card that's going to come on the turn, we'd rather have a three than a ten. Before Fine. we bet and we've been called. Fine. Anyway, that was a dumb argument. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he checks. Okay. Edinburgh goes with a check. Cool. Um, your stad is going to bet his trips. That makes lots of sense. There's two hearts on the board. There's Absolutely. draws. Let's get value. This is a good hand. Yeah. This is... Just in case, you know. But it's $4 million into 12 Sure. All right. So you said you should take an aggressive action. Do you still feel that way as your main course of action here as Attenborough, mm. or do you want to call with a lot of frequency? This is a great question. Um, I, my personal way I do life is I call with a lot more frequency than race here, right? Yeah. Um, we're heads up, though. If our opponent has a four, we could get real value. We might get a lot of value by raising. Yeah, I mean, we have... Um, Four that usually beats our opponent's fours, yeah. but not always. We mostly have the best hand, right? Yes. Um, it's possible Ambrose, or not Ambrose, uh, your stat is raising most of his ace fours and even king fours. So there may be almost no fours that we're losing to. Obviously, he wouldn't raise all of them if right. he's limping. And over pairs are unlikely as well for the right. same reason. Right. Um, if we get action, we're often either up against a four, which is fine. Or up against hearts, but we get more money in now. This is like good because if a heart comes or even a straightening card comes, it's going to kill some of the action, right? Yeah. So we want to make more money now if we can. These are all pretty good reasons to raise. Now, there's a bad reason to raise. Is sometimes we're losing and we just value ourselves a lot more. We, we inflate this pot right away, which is clearly what's about to happen, right? If, if we were to check raise. Um, and that's problematic. Right? Yeah. Because now we're going to be playing a much bigger pot than we probably really want to with just a pair of fours. Yeah. That's I why think, I normally call. I think the equity denial is worth it to raise here. I mean, yeah. there's so much to deny. It's I true. Think, it's not like we have a king. It's this not is like a king four four board. King there's, this board. there's two hearts, but it's a relatively dry board. I think your set is going to fire at this board with all of the random crap that mm-hmm. he limped on the button once he gets the check. Like, it's just a free, a free shot for a third of the pot. Yeah. There's I mean, so, you're right. There's so much to protect against. Yeah. And the fact that. That your stat, unless he has a, a holistic limping strategy, which I don't know if we've actually seen a holistic limping strategy since the Sam Trickett Antonio Montiari mm. heads up from like 2012, um, it, for a long, a long heads up match in a major event. 
I wouldn't expect there to be really too many hands that are beating the four. So mm-hmm. it's pure equity denial, and you can sometimes get called by worse. You know, like there there could be Absolutely. some some gut shots and, and open enders and and heart draws and and worse fours, worse fours. Yeah, I guess pocket threes could be there sometimes. Yeah, all these things are going to call us. Yeah. So yeah, I think I prefer a raise. Yeah, I, I really think actually the fact that every card, pretty much every card in the deck, is bad in some way or another, and might make it hard to get more value is a good reason to raise right now. Yeah. Again, if it was king, deuce, deuce, two hearts, and we have king, four. It's a very different situation. Completely different, where I can see us check calling, because what do we have to... We're I not really even, afraid of anything. Unless we're against somebody who's just a complete spewy maniac, I don't see any reason to raise in that situation. Right. But I see a lot of reasons to raise here. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's good. Yeah. Good points. So Edinburgh does raise to $14 million. Okay. All right. You have trips. What a life. You are Espen Yorstad. Even if your opponent has trips, you're usually beating your opponent. I mean, I would guess that mostly Edinburgh is raising ace, deuce, pre. Yeah. Mostly. He's going to have it sometimes. Sure. And m- maybe even raising some king, deuce, pre. Yeah. At least sometimes. But we, all the other deuces are out there. Exactly. And all it's the other, and all the fours are out there and all the flush draws are out there. This has just got to be a hand like we're willing to go with, right? Yeah. Like we just have to be willing to go with this hand. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So do you want a three bet or call? It's a good question. Well, if our opponent doesn't have anything at all, three betting, uh, sorry, calling doesn't necessarily get us any more chips later. Like if he's just bluffing. Like, right, like he might not take another shot. Like, yeah, he may be like, okay, you called my raise. Obviously, you actually have something yeah. here. Um, and we're deep enough that, like, you know, I don't have to put in a lot of chips. Like, I'm not desperate to win this pot, even though I just check raise, right? Yeah. It's not a huge pot compared to how deep they are. Um, I think I like the idea of raising here because we could ha- we could be in the dream scenario of being up against a worst trip deuces and the board is wet enough that we're both kind of looking to get chips in right now. Yeah. So I think I like a three bet for the most part here. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, I don't know what we're going to... I don't know what's going to... I mean, I do know what's going to happen, but like in theory, I wouldn't know what's going to happen if my opponent even had like a, a mediocre four if they're actually going to call if we put in a three bet or not. Because they may be worried about their equity, even when they're even when they're ahead right now, their equity that, may not be great. That is a problem with raising the four that we didn't talk about. Because three bets don't happen post flop very often, so it's not something that crosses the mind. But yeah. it's like that's something you should be thinking about if you're going to raise a four. Like, do I have a plan for if I get three bet? Because that's going to happen sometimes. I mean, I assume Attenborough, who's clearly got a lot going on and like has thought about all this stuff a lot, like watching him play, he like seems very thoughtful as a player. Yeah. Um, does have a, at least an inkling of what he wants to do were he to get three bet, right? Because against, like, let's say he somehow is up against five, six of hearts here. Yeah. Five, six of hearts is probably going to put in a three bet a fair amount of the yeah. time, right? It's not always going to just call and want to play it fast right now and pick up whatever fold equity he mm-hmm. can. Um, so we have to know what we want to do. The problem, of course, five, six of hearts is doing amazing against yeah, us. Yeah, that has way more than half the equity. Oh, my God. It's got so many cards. Yeah. Right? It's got six... Plus three more, th- nine plus all the hearts. It's eighteen outs twice. We do have redraws, but against a lot and against yeah, it's true. The five and the six, we have a good redraws, right? But still, yeah, that's that's roof. Yeah, um, yeah, we're definitely less than fifty percent, um, and we're also we're never going to really know where we are unless the four pairs, really, yeah. right? But your stat, if he has five six of hearts, for example, will know that either he's got a monster or he's got a bluff, yeah, or he hits the five or six and can make decide basically what he wants to do with that um so it, it puts us at a major disadvantage especially being out of position too yeah so it's tough 
But maybe, but I think mostly we shouldn't worry about getting three bet in these spots. We should just try and make the best play. A raise is probably better than a call. I like that we raised, and we're just going to have to deal with the three bet if it's coming. Well, it is. Of course, it is. Eurostat does three bet to thirty-two million. Interestingly, kind of small sizing. Yes, over fourteen million. It feels like he's almost saying, "You really want to take your shot? Here's your chance." Yeah, like, go ahead and make it. Equity, go buddy. ahead and make it ninety. Yep. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. I mean, there's. No other event where heads up is typically this deep, and it's always about this deep, right? You know, they're they're very deep here. Often, yeah, yeah, which can be a real grind. So I think there's a little piece of Eurostad probably here that's like, let's find any spot where we can get in a ton of bets post flop with a good hand. So like, really accelerate this process of I, me winning this tournament. I mean, it's so exciting. It must be just to have a big hand and have any action at all when you're yeah. heads up. Like, let alone, oh my god, I got raised. Yeah. Like, just getting called is amazing. Right. Right. So he three bets. Maybe he's trying to light the candle with a $32 million in case mm-hmm. Edinburgh has some sort of draw. Like, if you have a draw, do you really want to just call and then check fold the turn if you miss? Right. Like, maybe you want to put it in. And, and if you have trip deuces, do you want to let my draw just get there yeah. for this $32 million, or do you want to, like, keep putting pressure on me? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. I like it, too. All right. Kind of sucks for Edinburgh. Here we go. Here we are. This is the spot. What do we do? I mean, I mean four betting is on the table. It's on the table. <coughs> to do what? What are we hoping is going to happen if we four bet? What are we trying to what are we trying to do here? Get rid of draws, perhaps. I mean, if we four bet big enough, we will get rid, rid of draws. Yeah. However, there are some hands that are not going to fold and they are all problematic. The continuing range is death. Yes, it is. Absolute death. It is. I guess it's possible sometimes the continuing range will have the monster draws that just aren't going to fold. Like five, six of hearts, maybe just won't fold. Yeah. Maybe um, ace three of hearts yeah. just won't fold if he limped ace three of hearts or ace five of hearts. Yeah. But like, we're not doing good against those hands anyway. No. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're close, but like, it's, I don't know. The continuing range seems so problematic. If we can't get, may, unless we're convinced that your stat can somehow call us with a worse four, I don't like the idea of putting in a four bet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What about folding? I think we need to consider it at yeah. least. Um, this is one of the things that sucks, right? Okay, the reason not to fold is we probably would say to ourselves, what are we check-raising here? We're probably, when he bets $4 million on this board, we're probably check-raising things that have equity, but also maybe just some total air balls because it's like it misses both of you a lot. And he yeah. Just, right? Um, I would guess check-raising mostly things that have something going on, not just like, 10-7 of spades, probably Okay, but maybe, it, but it could be like, I'm just making this up, king nine with the king of hearts. Okay. King eight with the king of hearts. Sure. Something like that, where it's like, I have some backup stuff if, if I actually get called, and if a heart comes, I can just rep it, and I have a good blocker. Yeah. And a king is probably good, and eight is probably good, and whatever. Let's put pressure on him. Probably at least, uh, you know, so like, we, we have some of those hands we just get rid of right now, of course. Um, but then, what's the worst value hand we're check-raising? Is it basically this hand? Yeah. It's right around here, right? Yeah. If we have a bad four, are we just check-raising all of those two? I don't know. Maybe we are. Maybe. But, okay. So we can dump some of those. But we have deuces that we're check-raising. For sure. We have yeah. deuces and we have draws that we absolutely aren't folding. Yeah. Um, so this is close. I think it's already really close. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a heart that's good as far as mm. continuing in the hand for now. Yep. If a heart comes, it becomes bad. We right? don't have a five or a three. We like yeah. that, too. Um, your stat is definitely capable of 
not having a monster here, I think, in putting in this race mm. is my guess. You know? Okay. It's a tough spot. Edinburgh ends up calling. I understand. I mean, it's exactly what you don't want to happen, though, when you put in the check race, right? Yeah. It's like with this kind of, with this part of your range. Yeah. It's like, ugh, it's so uncomfortable now. And everything's going to be hard now, unless we can turn a miracle four. It feels like now we're just playing the, the bingo game of like, okay, if none of the draws come in, I'm just going to call down. Maybe. Like, maybe. I, don't, I don't know. How big is this going to get? Like, yeah. maybe. I mean, I've, like, and then you also talk yourself into, first of all, I can get bluffed if the wrong draw comes in and I fold anyway. Yeah. A heart comes in, but he had a straight draw, but I fold because how can I call? Or I pay off all his value if it gets big, or I fold because it gets so, because he goes all in on the river and I just fold. Like, there's so many ways to make mistakes here. Yeah, maybe this is a spot to avoid, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it sort of sucks where you... I mean, I wonder if being on, like... I don't know if this stuff actually affects these guys. They've been playing and playing on these streams for a long time. But, like, it's such a high-pressure moment. Like, you have top pair. I could see yourself just being like, I mean, it's just good. It's just good a lot, heads up, right? It's yeah. not good to have top pair. Am I just going to fold top pair? Because the guy pushed back a little bit. We are still kind of deep. It's not Although... A- not going to be super deep anymore. It's not such a good top pair, though. Nope. It really isn't. It really, really isn't. I will say when, when Jorstad puts in the three bet, though, he doesn't really have over pairs anymore, right? Like, I think he's just calling with his over pairs. Probably. Because we, we have all the deuces. Yep. Um, so he's basically repping a deuce. Yep. Or maybe, I guess, pocket fours, but we block that. Yeah. Like, he, does, he doesn't have... I don't even think he has aces. I think he's just mostly calling with his aces. I agree. He doesn't want to play a all-in pot right now when we, when we have all the deuces completely free and available to us. I right? agree. So I wonder if that plays into it a little bit, too. Is like, he can only have a deuce here for value. But, yeah. of course, he limped, so yeah, of course he can, he can have, have that. Yeah, he can have a lot of deuces. Yeah. Anyway, we here we are. More, but whatever. Edinburgh calls. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's tough. I wonder what the solver would say about that. Yeah. You know? We're well, not going to know. We're not going to know. And Sorry. You're not going to know either. Uh-oh. Unless you use the link in the description Whoa. to sign up for Nitro Betting. Ah, you got me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess I got him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that link will grant you access to Nitro Betting and all of its cool promotions that go along with the poker guy's shit. Yep. Which you should be all up in. It's good stuff. There's uh, free sports betting promotions all the time that pay out in real money. There's the monthly poker guys tournament, uh, all sorts of other cool stuff. You can casino game, you can sports bet, you can poker, you can live your life freely and fully and fully and widely. Yeah. It's like, it's like that. It's like that poop yogurt that. Yep. uh, Exactly. What was her name was advertising? Gwyneth Paltrow. No, but it sounds right. (laughs) The one who was in, uh, in, uh, it's not gonna. I mean, if you know what she's in, I'll probably know. She's who it in is, Freaky but... Friday as the mom. Oh, not Lindsay Lohan, the mom. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, the poop yogurt. Is lady. it poop yogurt? Well, the probiotic yogurt. Oh, okay. You know, it's like that. It's like it's you like... know, one of those commercials for something like that. That's like live your real life, and it's really just about pooping. <laughs> I think <laughs> you probiotic know? is not just about pooping; it's about gut health. Yeah, but come pooping. on, pooping is a big part of gut health, John. Gut health is a big part of everything, Grant. That's true. It is like you could argue that basically your gut is steering the ship as the captain of the Titanic, and you're just you're just the 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 metal and the and the paint, and you're just going in whatever direction you're getting steered by your by your captain gut. And that is why you should use the link to sign up for Nitro Betting. Yes, that's that's where I was going with it too. Obviously, we'll see you there. Okay. All right. There's 76 million in the pot. 
Good. Got big. Got big. Oh, boy. Turns the eight of spades. That's about as innocuous as it gets on this board. Yeah. It's now uh, eight, four, deuce, deuce with two hearts. We're your stat, and we're like, well, I, if, if he check raises me like all in, I guess I have to call, but eight deuce does get there. But yeah, I'm but your stat is just very happy that it's not a heart and That's true. not a straight card. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, pretty it's good. about as good as it gets besides a queen or a deuce. Yeah. Um, and bro checks. What else can you do? Nothing. Your stat's like, ah, let's go for it. Yeah. He bet 62 into 76. Classic turn-sizing bets. All right. You're here now, Adrian Attenborough, mm. in all your glory. What are you going to do? I mean, we, f- we almost folded this on the flop, right? Like, we, at least you and me, considered folding this on the flop. Yes. I don't know if Attenborough did. I don't know if he did either. But let's talk about you and me before we talk about him. So if we, we thought about folding it on the flop, and then he just we called, and he still chose to bet 62 on the turn, when we can have all the deuces, I'm pretty interested in not playing this hand anymore. I got to tell yeah. you. Yeah. So the only way we were going to continue once we called on the flop was if he shuts down, basically. Yeah. Or we hit a four. Yeah. Like, we're sort of like trying to like throw up our little baby claws and be like, no, we're dangerous, man. Don't mess with us. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, I will mess with you. And it's like, all right, well. Okay, thanks. Well, you, you could be dangerous. <laughs> you have good claws. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So I, I just feel like, yeah, like he's still, I mean, he could have checked. We call the three bet, right? Like we're showing st- real strength. Yeah. And we can have all the deuces and he still bet big on the turn. That's pretty strong, man. Now he could be bluffing. But, like, what are we going to do on the river? We're just going to let ourselves get bluffed on the river and fold? Because it's going to, it might be a big bet whether if, if he's bluffing now anyway, if he's got a big draw and misses, he may just go for it. Yeah. Five, six of hearts picked up a double gutter. Yep. Right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we have, we are, we have the equity advantage now against five, six of hearts. Not yeah. hugely, but we do have it. That's good. But cool. We came up with one hand. Or there's a few hands we have, we got an equity advantage against. But all the values got us crushed, and this is a big bet. I just want to. I just want to exit this. I agree. This I think. Spot. I think I want to fold. But here's a follow up question. Okay. If we're not going to fold, is it better just to shove? That is a great question. Because we have 131 back after the 62. Yeah. Is it better just to to lock out that equity or get called by that equity and and have a slight edge going to the river? Right. Wow. I think we need to decide right now. If we're not going to fold, to either shove all, check shove all in or essentially call down on, on safe cards, right? Because like we should be trying to – because either we should be inducing the bluff or shutting it out. Those are the two yeah, things which, we should be doing. Which is better? How deep are we really here? You said it's 161 back. Is that right? 131 back after 130, the, and okay. So we, we have 193 right. before. The, will he fold? Let's even ask that question. Will we even have, I mean, it's okay if he doesn't because we, we'll have the advantage if he's got the draw. Yeah. But will he fold? I think he will. I think right? either, either outcome is good for Edinburgh. Yep. Actually, you're right. Both, both outcomes are fabulous. That's yeah. good. Also, we might knock out, like, let's say um, Yorstead has, like, the king seven of hearts right yeah and decided to three bet the flop i don't know if i really buy he'd do that maybe i would tell you but maybe if we're check raising all in i guess we think he can have hands like yeah well we would love to have not a king and not a seven just bink the river and it goes check check and he just gets to win this what would be a 200 million chip pot yeah that's a good point so maybe yeah maybe just shoving is fine if we're like i'm gonna call anyway if nothing gets there why let it get there yeah 
And what if what if this pot the, is big? What if the nine of hearts comes and it turns out that Espen had yes. three five and bluffs us off our hand, right? You know, which he's going to be able to right, do, right? Because we're folding on a heart for sure if we call now. A million percent, yeah, a million percent. Um, yeah, this is something that you and I have kicked around, uh, just not not necessarily on these podcasts, but in terms of poker in general. There's some spots where I get raised sometimes on the flop, and I just feel like based on the board texture and their position and the action pre-flop, they have a draw most of the time. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, there's, and there's multiple draws available. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm thinking of one hand in specific where I was actually playing against uh, Stewie Younger, Stuart from uh, Poker Time, where I had raised, and he called in the small blind, and the flop was jack, eight, three, two diamonds. Mm-hmm. And he check raised the flop. And of course, pocket eights are right. I, I had a jack in my hand, so I wasn't too worried about that. But pocket eights are right there. Yeah. Um, and of course, so is the other set. But, you know, all the other, the draws are so much more. And so I called his check raise. And then a seven came on the turn. So the straight draw comes in, but the diamonds don't. And then he shoves. And I feel like I just have to call. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, because of my folding to all draws. Any, any draw comes in, that's like half the deck. And I was like, maybe I should have just shoved on the flop even though I'm getting snapped by everything that's beating me. Um, but. Right. That's kind of similar to this. Exactly. Spot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like I, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I think I need to be open to shoving there and punishing him for raising his draws sometimes, you know, cause it's so hard for me to play post flop. Yep. Or post. Po- yeah. On the turn. Basically. Yeah. I like the plan of shoving better than I calling. I, I think I, I like folding number one and shoving number two. We block four, four. Yeah. That has some value. A little bit. Some. Uh, it's not about that, though. It's just no. Of you course know. not. No. If he's got a deuce, he's got a deuce, right? Um, but it helps a little bit. It's better than not blocking it. It's know? it's mostly just about what's the best way to play against the hands that we're ahead of right now, which right. all have massive equity against exactly us. because like, we yeah, that's right. Because this is all under the assumption that your set doesn't have random bluffs right now, which I <laughs> I really wouldn't expect him to have random bluffs. When we call the three bet yeah. on the flop, I don't think he has random bluffs because we absolutely can have a deuce. Yeah, I think your set bets this turn. Really, like, you have a deuce, right? You have a deuce a lot, and if you've got a draw, you're going to check-raise all in a lot, yeah. right? Like, either way, we get it all in a lot right now. This Which is are, great. These are reasons to fold. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but but I think I do like shoving better than calling. I think I do, too. Anyway, Edinburgh ends up calling, which is currently our third favorite choice of, of yeah, the options. Yeah, yeah. So I think, it, I think I like folding and then shoving and then calling if yeah. I have to pick. I think there is merit to all three, I have to say. I don't think calling is horrible. Right, I agree. But it feels problematic. Like, we just don't need to play a pot this big with this hand, right? This is way too many chips to go in with this hand. Yeah. It feels like. Unless, unless your set has just been trying to run us over for hours, which I don't think is true, but I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't yeah. watch this heads up. Well, the shove would still be good then if he'd been trying to run us over. Right, that's true. We win a massive right. pot with a marginal hand. Like, this isn't a hand that we were, like, thrilled to see a river with. Right. You know? But we're going to. Okay. 200 million in the pot. Oh my God. Yeah. Your set must be licking his chops. Especially when the river's the queen of clubs. Oh, it's so sick. It's like I'm basically never losing now. Yeah. Like he really, really doesn't have fours full or eights full pretty much ever. Pretty much ever. Yeah. No, no, no. This is, I mean, if you're losing now, so be it. Yeah. Like whatever. Like, GG, buddy. Good job. Yeah, you got yeah. me. You got super lucky. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I wonder, I assume your set was still going to probably shove the river without the queen. I think, yeah. Depending on what the card was, of course. But if it was a brick, some like if it was the king instead or the ace, let's mm-hmm. say. Um, I think my guess is he's shoving it. No, maybe not the ace because three five comes in. But a king, yeah. 
um, or a jack or a 10, something like that. I think he's shoving anyway because he's just trying to get called by worse deuces. But the queen is just like the easiest It's spot. amazing. It's like, how did this happen? We're playing this monster pot, and I somehow have a full house. This is crazy. Edinburgh checks. Yes. Your stead moves in, of has course. Has to. 131 into, 131 into 200. Yeah. And Edinburgh has to call, right? Based on our plan on the turn, how I can mean, you how can you fold now? I don't know how we can fold. If I mean, it's not far. it's not like Yorsted has king queen of hearts, right? He's not gonna like super own us with even, no. He's never shoving without a deuce. I agree. No, he's, he, even a a bad deuce, he might not shove. Yeah, because it's like, what the fuck do we have? Yeah. Right, like he needs us to have this. So hand. all all the draws missed hard, hard. We have to call if we call. The time to fold was on the turn. Yeah, when it, with, the, with this run out, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Once we're here, we have to call. I don't like that we got here this way, but once we're here, we have to call. Absolutely. I don't think there's much more to say about it. Yeah, and, and to be clear, I say I don't like that we got here this way. I think it's the, le- the less of the three choices, yeah. but I don't hate it, to be clear, either. Yeah. I think it can't be that bad, and I like that he followed through instead of, like, calling to fold, which is what we used to see. Um, what was the, Veo? Gordon Veo did, oh, yeah. right? It's like, call, call, fold, call, call, fold, and just got destroyed. Yeah. Um, so Edinburgh's not that guy. And he's like, well, if I, you know, everything missed, I call. And if I'm right, guess who's going to win the fucking tournament pretty much always? Yeah. This guy. He calls. Yeah, it doesn't work out. No, he loses the tournament. Oh, it's over. You get, he makes $6 million. But he lost $4 million. Yeah, he did. That's how he's thinking. Yeah. That's how it feels, right? Yeah. Remember Tony Miles after he lost? Yep. He was bitter. Yeah. Like, really angry and bitter. And he won, like, $6 million bucks. So rough. He only won four and a half. Whatever. Um, Yeah. So once we're here on the river, it feels like this is how it must be played by both players. Edinburgh could have gotten away earlier. I really feel that way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But he didn't. Edinburgh has a chance to get away from it, I guess, even on the flop, right? For sure. Even on the flop when he gets three bad. Yeah. And certainly on the turn. Yep. But... Not in the you river. You can understand why he might stick around. And if he, he's been playing with your stat for a long time and seen your stat, right? Because mm-hmm. um, they've been two tables and one table and all this stuff. And probably even before that, they've likely played together at least a little bit. So he has some sense of your stat's game and probably has a good approximation that has a sense that the bluffs really can exist at least. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I hope he does. Uh, yeah, otherwise, jeez. Yeah. Anyway, that's how Espen Yorstead won the main event.